Thank you for tuning into the Rata Cards podcast on RataCards.com. I'm your host, Patrick Greeno, and I have my buddy Ryan Daly joining us again today. We're going to be kind of talking about, uh, well, stuff in the hobby and then talking about a couple pieces at the end in, uh, in, in baseball. So, Ryan, how's it going? Good, good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for joining me. Uh, let's start this off with something really relevant. Um, you know, Christmas is coming up. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we, we, as we're preparing to buy gifts for people, <laughs> you know, some gifts are better than others. And so, yes. um, you know, responsibilities are not good gifts. Let's just face <laughs> that. Like, you don't want to add additional work to somebody like, yeah, Merry Christmas. Here's a car. Now you got to pay for maintenance fees, insurance, and everything else that goes in with a car. Or here's a pet. <laughs> now you got to pay for <laughs> now you got to pay for like food and walking and all the time required to play with. And you know, essentially, it's a it's a it's a something you have to take care of. Mm-hmm. Like those to me aren't very good gifts unless someone has specifically requested said gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, gifts is like what can make life easier for this person, not harder. <laughs> you know what's What's something we can do for them where you're like, you know, this is this just cut my workflow down by like 20 minutes. I just saved 20 minutes now that I have this device or whatever this is. You know, now I don't have to move my machine and try to like wrestle with it to find the USB port uh, port in the back of it. I've got this extension USB port. I could just plug right into it. This saves me a ton of time. You know, I look at that kind of thing. So, Ryan, you have some examples of like... <laughs> <laughs> or an example, the, rather, of, of... Yeah, the weirdest <laughs> example was uh, I had a childhood friend. I was over at his house a lot growing up, and he had this big tortoise that was really old. Um, super cool, but kind of an odd pet to have. And I came to find out um, that he acquired it, or his family acquired it, through a white elephant gift exchange. Um, I tend to avoid those sorts of things cause I think I just end up with junk in the end that usually ends up in the donation bin or in the garbage. Um, but you can't throw away a tortoise, um, <laughs> unless you're like heartless. <laughs> um, and in this case, the, the tortoise became the family pet and it was well cared for and well loved. But I mean, I think in most cases that would be a huge nuisance and, yeah, so just think about if you're going to do one of these gift exchanges or if you're just going to give a gift traditionally, you know, make sure it has some utility. It's not just going to sit on somebody's shelf and take up space. So great gifts that are quick and painless, like a book, you know, somebody's like, no, you know, that person reads, grab them a book. You know, that person cooks, you know, go get them a nice kitchen utensil of some sort, something that can make their lives a little bit easier in the kitchen. Um, it doesn't require maintenance costs. Right. Uh, and so mm-hmm. there's there are so many great ways to gift somebody. Now, if someone was specifically asking for a tortoise, by all means, <laughs> you know, but if it's like, oh, great, I'm so bogged down with my two jobs and I've got like you know three kids and a wife and a mortgage. And now I got to deal with a pet to throw in the mix. Yeah. Like, when am I going to have time for this? And it's almost does, it. it does the pet a disservice. <laughs> That's the other piece of it, too, is that like you giving me a pet is actually bad for the pet because I don't have time to take care of it. You yeah, know, that's the and other piece. Like... Uh, tortoises specifically, they live very long lives. I think they live as long, if not longer, than the average human life. So it's sort of a permanent thing you're putting upon somebody. Um, I like to sort through my common boxes around the holiday season for kids or coworkers. Yeah. Uh, if one of my coworkers mentions they grew up in, you know, Miami or something, right? I'll go through and find some 
cool Florida Marlins pieces or if somebody mentions they they like this player growing up, I might find some some old stuff in my collection that I don't need. And uh, it's a nice little way to get rid of your stuff and then potentially brighten someone else's day. Good way to get rid of some 91 Fleer. You know? Oh, yeah. Grab some team bags, stuff them really just as much as you can, just ship them off or give them away to kids or whatever. Just get way to move that stuff out. So, man, yeah. really hot topic right now. You know what I'm saying? So when you're buying gifts, just think about that. I always go for with an understanding of, of what that person may want. It might be a tortoise. You know, it might be a car. It might be something that requires a degree of responsibility. But then there are people that, you know, you, you know that they don't want any additional responsibility. So uh, choose wisely with the gifts and uh, mm-hmm. Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays or if you even celebrate these things. And and if not, then have a great week. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, moving on, Ryan, you know, you uh, you talked about a dining experience recently. Uh, yeah. You want to share? Fine dining. Fine mm-hmm. dining. High end. In, high a, level. in a moment of weakness, uh, last night, I believe, I was... I found myself in my local McDonald's, and I'm a value menu kind of guy. So uh, my total for my meal came out to $3.36. And they give you a number that they call out to pick up your meal. And what was that number? 336. It's a really good batting average. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it's just like Tony Gwynn number right here. And right. I've, this has never happened to me. I've been telling literally everybody I know, even just strangers on the street. And <laughs> no, it hasn't happened to anybody else that uh, that I've talked to in the past twenty four hours. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and and tell them uh, what you're going to do with that receipt. I'm going to get it framed. <laughs> I'm going to take it to my local framer and pick out the most obnoxious, gaudy frame, and you know, keep that in my my home office or maybe at work. Yeah, you could like uh, benchmark it with famous frames. Like, what was the Constitution put in? Exactly. You know, and then and then get the biggest size that you can find, like like something like thirty by twenty or something, like sixty by fifty, mm-hmm. something huge, and just put the the receipt right in the middle. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking the, like gold or silver <laughs> or something classy like that, and uh, nothing else in the frame but just that receipt right in the middle. <laughs> if anybody's listening to this and has had this, the same experience, please. Let us know. Probably a few a few uh, listeners are dropping off because like, when are these guys going <laughs> to shut up about this garbage and talk about cards? <laughs> so thank you for listening. Uh, that That's our podcast for today. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> the credits roll. No, no, no. Um, let's, let's, uh, if you're still listening, all two of us, the two of us that are on recording right now, right? <laughs> then we're going to, ju- let's jump right into like, like the, the the cards here. So Tops just released uh, what's called Brooklyn Collection. It's a really high-end product, about 1500 bucks a box, and you get five cards, so it's about $300 a card is what you pay uh, for, for the uh, for the, the box. Um, and it's full of... It's, it's got a great roster. I mean, it's a super high-end roster of guys. Granted, with high-end products, there's always that risk that you're not going to get the return back that you paid for the product. It's pretty normal. Right. Yep. So um, there have been some a lot of ended listings. You can see kind of where these have gone. They're closing for as little as 50 and as much as like, you know, a thousand bucks. So there's kind of a wide spectrum of, of guys. And, you know, the players are like anywhere from Hideki Matsui to like Hank Aaron. 
like the spectrum is is wide, but I still think the quality of player that kept the 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 majority of the quality of the players are, is is significant. Um, yeah, but yeah, and uh, I think the checklist, as far as high end products goes, that this checklist is pretty nice. Um, we're gonna get into some of these other high end products from years gone by, but uh, you know, like triple threads, for example, I remember seeing like fan favorite type players, semi-star ish borderline type players in mm-hmm. triple threads. And, you know, I would just be so disappointed if I got somebody that was mostly irrelevant after dropping that kind of cash. Um, but the Brooklyn collection, um, you know, they put a lot of time and effort into the production and the design of these cards, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're much thicker. I think they were 72 point or something. Maybe I'm making that up, but they're, they're really, uh, they have like gold foil. Um, they present really nicely and they have a great checklist. Um, for 1500, that's going to be a no for me, but, uh, it's a, it's a cool product to check out. Yeah. Um, I like looking at them, but I'm not a buyer either. I think they're nice looking and they got kind of like a vintage feel to them. Sort of like a seventies color combinations with yeah. Some of the earlier shots of some of these guys, you can get like earlier, the the, the photo they, they use for like Ricky Henderson is an early 80s thing. Um, and so, and, 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 you know, you'll see this throughout the, the, the presentation. I, I like the product. I think it's a cool product, even though I'm not a buyer, I'm just an observer. So speaking of high end products, uh, Tribute was one, was, was one I've always liked that Tops you know, launched uh, some years back. And I've always liked their multicolor refractor on card style of these cards. Mm-hmm. They're just really nice looking cards. Uh, still a line that tops produces and is still in that bracket of high end, I think 60 bucks a pack. So I don't, I don't know what the, the current SRP is for the, 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 the latest release. I would, I, I, I would at least feel partially confident in assuming it's close to what it's been, you know, yeah, it, it's, it being it's what be it is. In the Brooklyn collection. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But, but, uh, it's still what I consider still in that higher end echelon of like, um, you know, you have to drop, you know, kind of a, a lot of money to, to get a pack or a box. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you can get a box currently for a 2018 tribute for 300 bucks, which mm-hmm. I think is about right. Um, so it, it's, it's just, I, I still qualify this high end. It's not 1500 but still 300 bucks is, I still, I still think is, for what it is, is um, still high end. But, other product that came out some years back was Tier One. That was another one that was really cool. Um, uh, it's it's you know along the lines of of catering to does uh, like showcasing the the, the 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 top end talent and the cards generally are thicker stock, um, real clean design. Generally speaking, uh, almost like. Um, uh, I could put museum in this category as well. I mean, would you put museum in, in the high end of, of, of? Uh, it's it's getting there. It's pushing it. Like even gold label, I think. Oh yeah. These days label. could potentially be considered a high end product because it's 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 a high price up front, and I think you you don't get that many cards. Um, so let's discuss the different releases here. We talk five star, triple threads, transcendent being the highest, obviously at thirty thousand a box. Um, but you know, I guess you know. What what is the cutoff in, in reaching the category of high end, right? So transcendent is sort of in its own category. Brooklyn collection and like triple threads. Well, I, I don't know. Brooklyn collection might be right behind, 
And but even though it's way way behind, it's still higher than most of these other products. Like Triple Threat's mm-hmm. five star tier one and tribute. I I kind of put like in the same block. But then beyond that, it's like Brooklyn Collection. Then beyond that, it's Transcendent. And Transcendent is so far beyond that that it's like kind of the benchmark, right? Mm-hmm. So, But I think if you're spending $50 on a single pack of cards, not a box, a pack, uh, like it has like five cards in it or whatever, and I could put Brooklyn Collection in there, but Brooklyn is presented to you in sort of a box as it is. And so I think to myself, what is the, what is the fence threshold to meet the quote-unquote high-end category what do you think that would be Mm, i would say definitely more than 250 bucks for a box and you you get less than 15 cards or so oh maybe 20 cards so price point uh uh, and 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 i'd say price point and quantity that's what I look at like when I consider a high-end purchase. A lot of hobby boxes that are in the lower echelon do eclipse that 200, 250 mark, but you get so many cards. Yeah. Um, so you're saying there's an inverse relationship but, between price and quantity. That's that's what these premium tops products seem to Well, to hang on a out. sec, though, because Transcendent, you get like a, a set of cards. I mean, it's like it's hundreds, it seems like. In, in this briefcase. So, but you pay through the nose for it, but everything's autographed and there's like one of ones and there's like, you know, sure. all these super high end stuff and they're all, it's all, it's all on card. So you pay for it and everything's got the, the metal frames. I mean, it's a really nice presentation. Uh, so I think there are outliers, there are exceptions to this inverse relationship rule. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I think the transcendent, if you can finance it, um, would qualify as a standalone product that's, Beyond the high end, it's like ultra super premium, um, and everything else below it's considered high end, right? So I think Brooklyn Collection is one of those like, gosh, I wish I wish I could afford that easily, I, you know. And so um, I look at Transcendent and Brooklyn Collection as like a breaker product. You, know, you buy into a spot, and you're able to get a piece of that without having to feel like you've just broke the bank. Um, and so I think that Tops has done pretty well by catering to. The, the the breaker market market in these these like higher end category these higher end products in these these higher end categories so something good to talk about I think and I like the presentation of some of this stuff I know that Triple Threads does sticker autos which is kind of too bad for what you pay for Triple Threads uh, but I know Five Star Tier One Tribute and Brooklyn Collection and Trent, everybody else really that we've talked about does on card they're on cards yeah so but on card low numbered it looks so. like Transcendent features a potential uh, <clears throat> a potential John F. Kennedy cut signature. Oh, wow. That's pretty big. Yeah. All you JFK collectors out there. Yeah, too bad he didn't do an on-card signing, you know, because... <laughs> I know. What's his problem? <laughs> what the heck, man? <laughs> at least you can pay 30000 bucks and get an on-card autograph of John F. Kennedy. <laughs> Is that too much to ask? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so... really cool product, though. I, yeah. I'd be curious to watch a video of like a live box break or something. I haven't quite uh, delved that deep into it yet, but I'm sure there's some some footage out there of what it actually looks like to open one of these things. Oh yeah, I know that um, Blowout Cards has been opening this stuff uh, recently, selling spots and stuff like that. Uh, cool stuff. So I'm glad we got to talk about some high end. A uh, little discussion on kind of what. I don't know, a little, it's like a mini discussion on what makes up 
how do you categorize a high-end product essentially see like a, a, a former podcast we talked about spending 10 bucks on an 89 upper deck pack and and when we were younger that was considered high-end you know? yes it was and and still as as an adult i look at 89 upper deck as kind of like gosh i wish i could afford that even though i can now i just never buy it it's just like still i still have that like um romantic perception of 89 upper deck because of its historical significance um and history of baseball cards but yeah those packs were so cool they were like silver foil um, they're foil yeah they're yeah they're exactly they're foil they looked so much more premium than the other yeah products and they were nice uh, yeah very cool uh moving on 2009 bowman draft is uh you can buy sealed packs and boxes on ebay uh, boxes range from 1300 to 6500 depending on the mm. box style and packs selling uh, individually for 180 i mean this it's like you know we talked about this previously that that you know where would you where would you put your money would you put it toward the odds of pulling something really rare like say a hope diamond or would you guarantee a purchase of a trout card with the, the, those funds? Because you know, for sixty five hundred bucks, you can buy like a, a, a bunch of different. You have a lot of options. You can buy the eighty, the the oh nine uh, auto for sixty five hundred bucks. Granted, they're the the actual prices that they're closing is is around twenty five to three thousand, twenty five hundred to three thousand. So sixty five is actually a, a quite an outlier for a hobby box. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's that's a pretty big price. Now, what the biggest card that hasn't one or one of the cards that hasn't really surfaced very frequently is the gold refractor, right? For the yeah, 09. yeah. So I've seen I've seen a gold one before. I, I've seen oranges as well because the um, super is spoken for. Yeah, um, many oranges are spoken for. Yeah. So whenever I see an 09 box for sale, they they're usually advertising it as potential gold parallel. Um, Could be. So, and I'm obviously a cool. I mean, a, it'd be great to get a base auto. Um, that would be a really nice return on your investment. Sure. But, if you, well, if you plan to sell it, right? Yeah. Exactly. Um, but I think the gold auto seems to be like the white whale, and since the super is spoken for, um, the gold. Uh, parallel seems to be the next next one on the list. I mean, there's a bunch of different versions. You got the base, the refractor, the X refractor, the blue refractor, gold refractor, orange refractor, red refractor, and then super, like you said, is already purchased. But there are still there might be another red refractor in these boxes. You it's know, true. There might be uh, there might be another orange, golds, and everybody else. Probably they're still in there somewhere, right? They're still. They're, I mean. I can't imagine that all the all the trouts have been pulled out of 09 Bowman draft because there's still sealed product um, available as we're talking about. So the chance is still there. But I know in 09, a lot of people broke 09 Bowman draft, just like they've been doing in current product. You know, it, it's Bowman is broken like ardently every year. And so um, just to see a box of this stuff is, is quite rare. Um, but I mean, I guess it's all relative, right? If if you have some cash to blow and you want to see what your odds are, you're grabbing a box for, you know, somewhere between thirteen hundred and sixty-five hundred might be a fun break. But then again, we talked about this before that, you know, what's the better decision to buy it to open it or buy it to sit on it and then sell it later? Yeah, exactly. Such a mysterious box. If you had that like in ten years unopened in your closet, 
Uh, well, that's also assuming that it's <laughs> it's assuming that, that that Trout continues to perform the way he is sure. performing, you know. Um, so I and I hope he is. I hope he does. So well, like we were talking earlier, you used the example of of a fifty-one or fifty-two mantle, and you could use many examples oh, um, yeah. to compare. But I mean, at least with Mickey Mantle, you know, he's a legend forever. Right. Trout is is a legend right now, but he could get, uh, you know, he could slip in the weight room tomorrow and break his ankle. I, I, it's still remains to be seen what his career is going to end up being like. So, yeah, um, or he could end up at McDonald's at the value man doing just gain a bunch of weight. <laughs> Dude, I think if 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 he had the same experience that I did, oh man, I think he might just quit baseball and go buy some lotto numbers or something, or just go to McDonald's like more frequently. Yeah, you know. So that's an interesting talking point because um, it's fun to look at what's available and like the possibilities of what you could pull out of some of this stuff. You know, if I think if I got a pack, I, I that be I'd still sit on the pack too. I don't, I wouldn't open it. Um, box, obviously I would just keep it and just let it sit. And then I would just turn it around later. Um, but speaking of popularity and modern, I, I can still consider 09 as relatively modern, like the last 10 years. And so, sure. uh, 2018 tops holiday was recently released and tops brought us another Santa Claus card. Well, actually I don't want to say another. It's just that the hobby brought us another Santa Claus card. If you, if you collected in 1990, you might remember pro set giving us a Santa Claus card. Mm-hmm. Score gave us a Santa Claus card at one point. So <laughs> those were popular cards, kind of like campy, sort of cool. I like them. I think they're fun. Uh, but 2018, uh, Tops brought us one uh, as well. And so the one-of-one parallel has already been pulled. It's, I think it's a paper parallel. I, I'm pretty sure it's just a standard gold border. I saw it. Um, it doesn't have, like, foil front or anything like that. It's just a standard paper one-of-one. But I had planned on bidding on this thing. I like pulled my phone out in mid conversation with somebody. Else. I was like, "Hang on a second, let me see if I can get this." And the last three seconds, it had all kinds of action. I was like, "I just turn my phone off and put it back in my pocket." And continue the dialogue with the person I was talking at the time. But it got twenty three bids and closed at three hundred eleven dollars and ninety nine cents. Um, solid sale for, you know, essentially like a mythic figure, right? Um, and Ryan, you yeah. brought up the idea of like, you know, who, who, who was tops, you know, who, who was underneath the costume? Was it like a tops employee yeah, I, just, or was it like a, a celebrity? Like, I don't, you know, it's not specifically, um, uh, uncovered. I don't know who's, who it was. This I, might be overthinking this a little bit, but it seems like a bit of a missed opportunity. All right. Cause it'd be cool to have like different Santas. Like this Santa is. Elon Musk. I don't know, top CEO and this one. Yeah, it's like this one is another celebrity or this or there's like different players that are dressed up as Santa. Yeah. Um, but I, as far as I can tell, and I spent several hours studying uh, that card today. Oh, it just looks like a, several hours. <laughs> <laughs> it looks it doesn't look like anybody uh, relevant, although mm-hmm. I'm, maybe I'm wrong. It's Chris Kringle, dude. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to anybody ages uh, five and below. Listening. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, for those of you that are listening five and below, Santa Claus is in fact real. Anybody older than five, yep. sorry to break your heart here, dude, but Santa Claus is a mythic figure. So yes. sort of the benchmark when you reach age six, the age of reason, you start to realize you start to like come into your own a little bit and realize like, you know, maybe some of this doesn't isn't really actually real, you know? But it's a fun to think maybe. about. It's fun to think about. Our parents are Santa Claus, okay? Mm-hmm. So moving on to stuff that that was um, 
Well, I was thinking moving on to stuff that was once popular, but really that's kind of what we're going to talk about here is Ryan Braun's stuff. His stuff was once uh, collected passionately by a lot of collectors back in 05, you know, 06. Mm. Um, and now it's just, it's softened quite a bit. And uh, there was, there's a lot or was a lot on eBay recently. And it was a significant, it was a really in, was an incredible collection of uh, 2005 Topps Ryan Braun cards. And it was all the different parallels, including the Superfractor. All the, just the same picture. The only one was different was like the update card with a different photo, but it was all the 2005 Topps cards, the base and the chrome and all the different parallels, or at least most of them. There was, it was pretty significant. And the, the guy had, the seller asked ten fifty, dollars dollars $1,050. And two, um, two, two auctions in at no bids. I'm like, man, like 13 years ago when this was like, he was hot, dude. That would have been an easy sale at a thousand bucks. Now it's like absolutely you can't even you can't push it at that price. Now it's kind of too bad. I'd love to have the super on that. It's a nice car to have, even though his collectability has been reduced quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, he was rookie of the year in 2007. That would have been a great time to sell it. Yeah, assuming he had the all this had, stuff. Yeah, he had it back then. Probably didn't, but. I think he was popped for steroids. I want to say 2013. I remember. Um, so I I got to assume that's been the biggest killer of his market. Because um, if you look at his numbers, I mean, up until recently, he's been very consistent, and he's been uh, the star of the the Brewers for many years. Uh, he's been like one of the only constant superstars on that team. Um. And now the Brewers are a killer team and they're, you know, winning playoff series and they've got the stacked lineup. So the future's looking bright for Ryan Braun and the Brewers. Um, but I just think it's collectability because of the steroids. Uh, some yeah. people just can't get over that. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, all the guys in the nineties, they've lost a lot of their like collectors, but there's still guys that collect Roger Clemens. There's still guys that I, I'd have to at least assume there's one guy that collects Sammy Sosa still. Surely there's one guy that's like, I still got to get that 1990 Coca-Cola card. You know, like back in 98, I remember um, going on eBay and researching, you know, the hot like baseball cards. And um, I, some years later, I, I was, I, I think it was, I was on a forum or something, maybe two or three years later. And one guy was like, yeah, the only, I got all the 1990 everything for Sammy Sosa. The only one I'm missing is the Coca-Cola card. And I'm like, wow, this is so cool. We have Sammy Sosa collectors now. But as time is <laughs> as time has gone on and you know, he's got a bad rap for corking of bats and steroids and everything else, um the the, the collectors have kind of fallen off. But yep. I look at his stuff in the nineties and I'm like, man, he's a staple of the nineties, like prime era of baseball. And so and he's kind of to credit he, he I I credit like Sosa McGuire, uh, obviously Ripken being ahead of everybody, um, and then Bonds later for keeping baseball interesting after the strike of 94, 95. So absolutely. Um, it was a great time for baseball. Yeah. I think that in 98, the McGuire Sosa thing was really good for baseball as a follow-up to the two, one, three, one Gehrig consecutive game run for Ripken in 95. So I think that I have to kind of credit Sosa, regardless of the sort of skullduggery, if you will, it's like kind of cool that, that, you know, I look at his cards in the late nineties and I'm like, man, he's such a staple of that era. I think about that with Fred McGriff too. He's such a staple of that time. You know, I'd put Gary Sheffield in that block 
And so um, I think it's cool, but we're sort of going off tangent here, but I just wanted to talk on like, you know, guys that were collected at one point and no longer are collected. And I just am curious, you know, how many guys still collect Gary Sheffield, right? Or Fred McGriff. I, I know one Fred McGriff collector. So mm-hmm. kind of interesting to think about that stuff. Uh, moving on, uh, T-Mobile buys 25-year naming rights to Seattle Mariners Stadium. So they're mm-hmm. in it for 25 years. And it's you, you, you had mentioned, like, is T-Mobile going to be around in 25 years? Yeah, and I, I mean... <laughs> From a consumer standpoint, I hope they are because we we know the monopolistic tendencies of the telecom industry. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I always see T-Mobile and Sprint and like as kind of a fringe player in this telecom game. Um, and twenty five years is is a long time. Um, but it's if 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 you pay attention to the corporate brandings of stadiums, it's always kind of kind of funky sometimes it seems a little arbitrary um and we've gone away from naming stadiums and fields after um someone's last name or after the city it's like it's all corporate now all across america for the most part well that's how you that's for the dollars come in right it's for the dollars yeah i get it and you can make so much more money when you when you what was what what field was sold sold its name rights to enron back in like pre-01 well i think it was um it was the Houston Astrodome was the oh that's right because they're they're, they're they, from Texas right yeah yeah and they built um, the new stadium for the Astros and I think Enron had the first naming rights and we all know what happened to them and then it, I think it became Minute Maid, Minute Maid Field after that um, so I mean there's a bunch of wacky examples throughout history I think the most right. ridiculous one right now is in the minor leagues which has a lot of strange things going on when it comes to naming. But there's a stadium um, that was purchased by the card game Cards Against Humanity. Oh, yeah. Have you heard it? Yes, I played it. It's a great game. Yeah, so you know they're kind of uh, contrarian-type people over there at the Cards Against Humanity company. So they named their stadium uh, the Cards Against Humanity Baseball Place. Wow. Yeah, (laughs) that makes total sense. Yeah, you know? Uh, so it's a minor league team, I believe, in the Chicago area. Um, but there's a lot of wacky minor league names and um, obviously stadium names. Um, but yeah, whenever a new corporate lease gets put on a stadium, it's always interesting. It's like, is this going to last 25 years? I mean, what's going to be next after T-Mobile? I don't know. I, mean, I, I, I don't know how long t-mobile will be around maybe they'll be around forever i i, I don't know what the because i don't i'm not i'm not a customer of theirs I, I i my carrier is different um and so i i know that they're they have a, a wide customer base they they capture a very specific niche audience that needs their accommodations and so i get why they're popular they 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 capture a certain market need um, and so I, 25 years, if they feel like they can, they're going to be around for that much time to do that. I mean, that's great. I think that's good for business. It's good for the Seattle Mariners. They don't have to worry about, you know, this for 25 more years. And that's, that's just, you know, one less thing. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I hope that it's, uh, I hope that's good for them. I, a T-Mobile park is, that's fine. I mean, it, it's, it looks good. The pink and black. I've always been a fan of their colors, T-Mobile. Um, I've always been a fan of the color pink, so it's kind of a cool add-in but it's expensive yeah, I've, seen some, I've seen some artist renderings of the new 
T-Mobile Stadium, which isn't really a new stadium, but right. just kind of uh, different. And it, with the pink is kind of interesting because um, I just the Mariners I always associate with colors that aren't pink. Um, yeah, so. but you know, but, it's you know, they, added in. they paid money. They can they can do what they want. Yeah, man. Uh, it was expensive. The cost is $3.5 million a year uh, for 25 years, which equates to $87.5 million. Uh, and now I'm, I'm, I'm guessing there's tax on top of that. You know, I don't know. What to, you know, they just, obviously the Mariners will be being, paying tax on that income. But um, I, look, T-Mobile can afford it. And so good for them. And and I, it's probably not that big of an expense for them, three point five million dollars. I think if I had a company like T-Mobile, I would try to pursue similar things. Like, how can we really get, you know, uh, eyeballs on our product in a very uh, uh, augmented way, a very uh, cumulative manner? And I think that getting your name on a stadium is a good way to do that because of the so many games that happen a year, so many eyeballs seeing your your, your brand every time they walk by. So that's actually a very good marketing opportunity for any company so uh that covers this podcast uh, ryan do you have any uh final thoughts uh merry christmas everybody i hope you have a nice holiday yeah and for those of you that don't don't celebrate uh christmas have a great week uh and 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 you know just i hope that things go well for you everybody this week this coming week and uh you're able to spend some time with family and friends regardless of whether or not you celebrate the holidays uh, thank you for tuning in to Radicards Podcast and Radicards.com. I'm your host, Patrick Reno, and until next time, enjoy collecting. If you like this content, please subscribe. Thank you. Enjoy collecting. <laughs>